Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Hey, this is John Fuller joined by Dr. Greg Smalley. And Greg, it's pretty fascinating how God can bring two entirely different personalities together. It's sort of like he's saying, hey, angels, watch this. I'm going to put Greg and Aaron together and see what happens. I mean, what is it with that? Yeah, he's got a wonderful sense of humor because definitely in our case and for many others, opposites do attract. I'm raising my hand. I did not know how opposite I was of Dina until we got married. But that's the beautiful part of marriage, just the way that Aaron and I are so different. You hear people talk about irreconcilable differences now. I don't buy into that at all. Differences are never the problem. It's learning how do we manage yeah. those differences. That makes the big difference. Well, Dina's uh, extrovert nature, her her risk-taking, those were appealing qualities to me until after we got married and she, she'd be like, <laughs> let's go down this road and see where it goes. And it's like, I want, I want the map. I want to know where it goes. I don't want to just... I have learned to embrace that. And so I do take by roads without maps and I don't worry about it. (laughs) It's a good thing when you can learn to appreciate those differences that you and your spouse have. Let's go ahead and hear a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Larry Crabb. He is such a great counselor, uh, an author and a Bible teacher, and he has profound wisdom, really, about the different ways husbands and wives contribute to a marriage. Larry, when you look at the gender responsibilities, um, does either gender bear more responsibility as the minister? Does the man take on that mantle because he, in essence, is the leader, the spiritual leader of that union? I would like to change the word responsibility to opportunity. Because when you talk about the man's responsibilities, woman's responsibilities, there's a certain pressure attached to that. Right. I've got to be responsible here. Yeah. But talk rather about the opportunities that are unique to each gender. And is one more important than the other? No, I don't believe it for a minute. Because we can each reveal something about the glory of God uniquely. Women can reveal something about how God invites us, openly invites us into the Trinitarian dance, if you will. Mm. And a woman can reveal that by the way she relates. And that's incredibly important. A man can reveal the movement of God in the incarnation going to Calvary. He can reveal the movement of God by the way he relates. So we have two equally important opportunities to reveal the character of God by the way we relate to each other. Now, in terms of spiritual leadership in the home, the man is responsible, if I can use that word again because it's true, but the responsibility is an opportunity right. to reflect God by the way he moves toward his wife. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, just speaking practically and realistically about a marriage relationship, that if I'm not moving toward my wife, it kills the marriage. And I have an incredible opportunity to make our marriage come alive by moving. And I think the man's got to say, nothing matters more than my seizing my opportunity. Now, the woman should not be sitting there and saying, well, you jolly well better do it, and then I'll come along if you cooperate. Because she's got to say, well, I've got a pretty important opportunity as well. But when I think about, could I let my wife learn what it means to rest Mm -hmm. and learn what it means that the word submission doesn't have to be an ugly word? It's an opportunity for her to arrange herself under the larger design of God's plan for this marriage. And that shows off the character of Christ. If she can see it that way, then submission becomes a really good word, as opposed to, well, do what you're told, I'm the man. Yeah, it's hard to believe that that word can recover in today's culture, submission, because it's so misunderstood and and, uh, besmirched. And the word is hupotasso in the Greek, and it literally means to arrange yourself under a larger design. Mm. That's literally what it means. Not do what you're told. Hupotasso is the word. I think we should start using that, John. (laughs) Hupotasso. And when I told my wife, I said, honey, as I'm changing my views on submission, 
um, from Do What You're Told, which in my early days I thought, well, that's what it means. And I'm getting to a little different understanding of that. I asked her just a few months ago, maybe a year ago, I said, honey, what's it like as I'm getting some deeper clarity in what submission? She went, relief. (laughs) That says it all. (laughs) 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 Exactly. What a great conversation we had with Dr. Larry Crabb. And uh, Greg, you counsel so many couples to learn how to appreciate those differences in the marriage relationship. What do you say to couples who don't feel like they have anything in common? Not one thing. We've made our list. We've checked it twice. Doesn't match up. Yeah, that's a lie from the enemy. I know it feels like that at times. Hmm. I think that's a natural outcome of a slow drift that happens in most, if not all, of our marriages that we get busy, focus on other things, focus on work, focus on kids, focus on church, friends, you name it. And I think as we are focused on other things, we lose sight of our spouse. And the reality is we're always changing. So as I'm focused on all these other things, Aaron is slowly, every day, kind of like a glacier that's Hmm. inching its way every day, slow, subtle change. You can't notice, but it's happening. Hmm. Same with Aaron. She's always changing. Something is going on. Something subtly is changing. And unless I stay committed to staying current and updated and really being curious about who she is today, different than who she was even maybe yesterday. Change can happen that quickly. And so, John, for the couple that feels, wow, we just don't have anything in common anymore, reject that. Speak that out loud. That is not true. That is from Satan. That's Mm. from our enemy because he wants us to stay disconnected. The truth is that all it takes is what I call curiosity. It's an attitude that we have to maintain within our marriage. It's the opposite of boredom. Boredom says, I know everything there is to know about you. That's a lie. The truth is we're always changing, and I want to stay curious by just continuing to ask Aaron just just simple questions. I'm not that creative, so I downloaded to my smartphone a list of like 300 questions. John, I think I've even shared these with you. (laughs) I'm telling you, it may sound lame, but but we did this just over the weekend. We're sitting at dinner and just kind of staring at each other. Because, you know, it's like when you finally get away from your kids, it's like we don't even remember how to be a couple anymore. We know how to be parents. I'll pull the phone out and just scroll through and go, ooh, how about this one? You know, you're not pulling it out to check the sports score no. and then find right. the no, question. No, no, yeah, ignore you're being all intentional of that. in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. and that create as you ask each other questions mm-hmm. that get more to your inner life, kind of stuff that's going on, how you feel, what are you yeah. dreaming about, thinking about, what's stressing you out, all those kinds of things. That that keeps you current. That that's how curiosity can can create that 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 common bond between you when it feels like, hey, we have nothing in common. Yeah. Don't buy into that. Well, I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, th- uh, the other day, Dina mentioned to me that she's really starting to uh, work on a gratitude list, hmm. going through some challenging times with one of the kids, and she's just started writing down this. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful that's for good. this, Lord. I'm glad for that. Could be worse. And I think that's the kind of thing you're saying, not in a varnished way, but in a real way. Look for the positive and and dial into those things that are great and wonderful that you can celebrate. 
And uh, we will have a link to some questions. Greg has made that available to us. And uh, we want to also make available to you Dr. Crabb's amazing book called The Marriage Builder. 36 years ago, I got a copy of that. It's still on my shelf. I still look at it. It's still helpful. It is amazing. It is. The Marriage Builder. Uh, Make a donation today of any amount to support the ministry of Focus on the Family, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And we'll send a copy of that to you. Call us if you need counseling or if you just need to talk to somebody and connect with the right resources. We have over 40 years of uh, helping families, and certainly God has given us a wealth of resources, and we're a phone call away. All the details in the episode notes. Well, next time, Dr. Crabb shares more about how to strengthen your marriage. And for now, on behalf of Greg and the team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Thank you.